Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Today, we have an awesome guest all the way up from the Northwoods of Minnesota. Minnesota. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. No hate. Uh, Mr. Martin Quick. Martin Quick is a avid kayak fisherman who fishes with the Great Lakes uh, Fishing Series uh, based in Wisconsin, Illinois. He's also a U.S. Army veteran and a awesome graphic designer. So today we're going to be talking about northern Wisconsin and what better time with winter approaching and ice and snow to get up to this majestical winter wonderland. Without any further ado, Mr. Martin Quick. Hey, everybody. How you doing, Martin. buddy? Hey, man. I'm doing all right. Thanks for all the plugs. I appreciate them. They, they come in handy for more tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself, uh, who you are, uh, your passion for fishing, um, what you're fishing out of, you know, what, what everybody likes to know when they ask these oh. questions about you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'll put it right out there that I'm 44 years old and I'm still trying to act like a spring chicken. Like most of us kayakers, you know, lugging around the big kayaks. I'm fishing out of a Hobie Outback in 2019. And, uh, you know, I just got to say it right away. If you're getting the fishing tournaments and you love fishing, you got to get something where your feet are moving and your hands are casting because that mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, or, or some way, shape or form that you're getting the cast more out of that, out of that uh, personal watercraft. But uh, uh, that being said, I use the Hobie. Uh, I am from, I bounce around. I live in a, this is my van. You're looking at me in my van right now. So I got it decked out with a 300 watt solar panel. I got a nice office right up front. I got a, another room in the back that's actually my bedroom slash uh, uh, entertainment center <laughs> and everything else back there. So, I mean, this is my get out on the water, go to a kayak tournament, spend the night on darn near any boat launch that I'm allowed, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of stuff. And uh, not only that, uh, Northern Wisconsin, Vilas County, this area, it's amazing because there's actually no ordinance against spending overnight on a boat launch. As long as it does not say overnight, no overnight camping and overnight parking, there's no ordinance to stop you from parking overnight. So keep that in mind. If you want to come up and just say, boy, I just want to rough it for night, sleep in my truck and fish this lake in the morning. They're allowed to check you. 
don't get that, you know, and I, and I apply graphics for the police officers up here. So I, 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 st- I talk with a little bit of uh, like I double checked it three or four times kind of thing. Um, and uh, but so if you, you know, come up late midnight and you're like, oh, I'm just going to sleep six hours and get up and go fishing. And they, they are allowed to check you, though, by law, too, to say, make sure is everything OK. And they say, yeah, I'm just spending the night here till I go fishing. Morning. And they, they'll say, OK, <laughs> and leave you be. So keep that in mind if you come up here to northern Wisconsin, Vilas County, Oneida County is different little little nest egg they can just say hey you know you gotta need to leave this right away so uh food for thought if you're coming up this way um little other things about me yeah i I do the graphic design i live in a van and i also one thing i like to push and prod and promote is cleaning up waterways so i start up a logo called uh or a group that i have it's just a couple friends but uh it's like uh when you go out and clean up a mile of the road adopt a highway is kind of adopt a waterway when you whenever we go to a tournament i make sure i take a little bit of trash with me or clean up it's called the mob and it's the masters of backwater i i got little logos i've been trying to pump out more and more of them so i can just give stickers to people so they they kind of reminder like oh, i should clean up so that's my thing graphic design fishing and then when i'm not doing fishing i'm fishing <laughs> <laughs> so so when uh, the last time we were together was actually up in Manaqua, uh for the 2019 uh, tournament series, uh, fishing on big and little Arbor Vitae, correct? Yep, yep, big how- Arbor Vitae. Yeah, just, Vita. yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, in front of up that way, uh, crystal clear water in those lakes. Yeah. Those lakes are very clean. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, most of them are glacial leftover lakes. So you have a lot of uh, just naturally occurring gin clear water uh, yes. in those areas. But it, I mean, it's beautiful. We were up there and it was August. But as we do this uh, podcast right now, we're transitioning to wintertime. And that is, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of, one of if not the ice fishing capital of Wisconsin. Yes, is the, uh, is the area. Yep. Well, I'll say it. Yeah, we're starting to get ice, and there are actually small lakes that are like those eighteen foot to twenty foot lakes that are, you know, they're starting to freeze over. I know one buddy; he's a bigger dude, and he went out in a little bay, and he just had to get that hole drilled. And he's like, "Yeah, there was like two and a half inches of ice," and he's so excited. But he said, "Still not going to fish yet," but he wanted to check, you know. So we're getting really close. And uh, it's kind of exciting. You know, I, I truly, and I know that no fish is worth being dangerous over, but I truly love early ice and getting out there. Uh, and cause it just, it's easier to drill through the holes. You can check areas easier, faster, all that good stuff, you know, and right now some of the bluegill and crappie fish, it's starting to pick up. They're getting down in that 12 to 18 foot range and yeah, and just go out there and pick them up easy to spot. So. Yeah. Nothing beats catching a crappie through through the ice man i love ice fishing for crappie yeah oh and that's when you mentioned clearwater lakes there's actually you know this is literally on the border of michigan but it's registered as the as uh, wisconsin's clearest lake and i think the visibility i want to say is between 17 and 22 feet uh I- and it's called black oak lake and that's up in Land Lakes, Wisconsin. So that's kind of a little thing that people go there. And I've been there only once now and kayaked with my girlfriend. And she was just blown away. It was like a big aquarium. You know, you can look down and you'd see fish swimming. And, of course, it's a night bite, you know, or early, like, <laughs> black midnight kind of fishing. But yeah. 
but it's amazingly beautiful. It's almost like a turquoise color at times. So a lot of links like that. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, being up in that area, you're within a half mile in any direction from any type of water that's up that way. Truth. Truth. I, you know, we got the Wisconsin River that meanders right through the lake belt. And anyone that looks at, you know, I, I always tell people, look at Google Earth and just keep it on the, the basic land, not the satellite view, but the, the you know, the where you can see the lakes and the water and the land, the basic mm -hmm. view. And just look at the lakes and keep zooming in because you're going to be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. It, it, the more you zoom in, the more lakes this part start popping up. Uh, we've got 16,000 registered lakes. That's 5,000 more than Minnesota. Wow. I know. <laughs> That's a lot of it. They, they, they say it's about the same water mass. You know, it's about, they've got less lakes, but they're bigger. We've got smaller lakes, but more. And which is, to me, a kayaker's heaven. Oh, yeah. No. For sure. Now, the lakes that you're speaking of, we had to ask, what are your personal favorite lakes to fish up there? If I was coming up again to go hunt, let's, I'll give you three. Let's say we want to go hunt smallmouth, we want to go hunt muskie, and we want to go hunt walleye. What lakes are you sending us to? Boy, secret lakes, huh? Um, well, it's walleye is a tough one, but uh, if you get up to Manitowish waters, or you know what, uh, Plum Lake, Wisconsin. The numbers are, there's a lot of small walleye there, but it's got a lot of numbers. Plum Lake, Wisconsin, Saner, Wisconsin. Uh, but uh, the Manitowish water chain, there is everything from cane beds to weed beds and uh, so many rock bars and everything else that you can work around that that can actually be a really good body of water to go out and plug for both smallmouth and walleye. Um, cool. Yeah, that's a really a, a good, and it's huge. It's a lot of water. You ever get on a map again, Manitowish Waters, M-A-N-I-T-O-W-O-S-H, I think. Close enough, you'll get there with Google. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, that's a really a super great body of water. And not only that, it does host a lot of muskie too. Um, uh, if, if you want to go for a lake that just to me, and I tell kayakers this because I hope a lot of them will go there and respect the water, but there's a lake called Irving Lake. And it's I-R-V-I-N-G. It's extremely okay. shallow. There's a couple of small spots. And I actually took Susie Roloff there. And yeah. it, was a, it, was, it was a weird day. It was supposed to be sunny out. And it ended up being super mist. And like just that slow drizzle, cloudy day. And we, I, and I'm not, it was one of the better days. So I'm not with this. We probably had a 40 fish person day. Between, a mixed nice. bay between pike and bass. And 90% of it was top water. Um. And that's what I go to lake for. It's topwater pike and bass. But this was a perfect day. You know, I got a pretty good, like 30, I think it was a 32-inch pike. And then right after that, I got like a 37-inch muskie. And then immediately after that, I was telling Susie to cast this point. She had cast it a few times and nothing came out. And I just flipped a, a big, ugly, like one of those big old worms, nasty-looking worms, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I tossed it right up on the bank and the bog just lifted like this and waked and this 40 incher came out from underneath a, a bog, which that's like how bass do it. You know, he came out yeah. bait and boom, he took off and I came out of the water and Susie was trying to get the phone up as he was doing the full thing in front of my kayak. He dropped and came off. But I mean, that's one of those lakes. Um, if I'm going to give you like a favorite lake to go to and fish, go to Irving. It's extremely clear, ex extremely shallow. But if you go there early, early morning or late in the evening, 
the topwater bite is astronomical. It's it's a blast. So yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, well, you guys have a lot of rivers that run through there. Not and again, Wisconsin River being the biggest one, but you guys get a lot of tributaries and uh, bigger sized creeks that come off of there. That hold, that I've seen pictures that hold some giant uh, smallmouth and even uh, largemouth and walleye that come out of these uh, of these creeks and uh, yep. channels and stuff that run off there. Yeah, there's, you know, Wisconsin River is really well known too. I, I always tell people right around the Tom. If you're my one of my favorite spots on the Wisconsin River for smallmouth fishing is the Tomahawk Reservoir. It's called Mohawkskin Tomahawk, the city mm -hmm. of Tomahawk, and there's a lake called Mohawkskin. It's actually part of the Wisconsin River. There's three different bodies of water that dump in to that system right there. And I mean, you can work up to the dams and different things, but there's good smallmouth. And then down below that too, uh, there's a section of river, probably a mile and a half down, maybe two miles down from the, from the dam in Tomahawk that the smallmouth bite for getting out in a kayak. I mean, you're, you're going to get, there's some downright personal best for everyone in there. There's, you know, the, the 18 to 22 is so, um, I know one guy had got, he claims he got it, but he's a good friend. I trust him. And he says he got a 23. So they're in there, you know, big, yeah, big, big, big. And they're them dark meat, you know, they're shaped like a bluegill. <laughs> yeah. Humpback Notre Dame kind of smallmouth. They're, they're healthy. So, um, but uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of area that, Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Come off those main uh, trout lake it was a huge lake that's probably one of the bigger lakes in northern wisconsin that's got a couple of small streams that come off the sides that are trout fishing they'll hold massive walleye um there's yeah little lakes all over uh hurrah lake is this little tiny pothole probably maybe 40 to 60 acre lake and it's got jumbo 10 inch bluegills in it and it's got bass in it for days now last guy i fished it said they, the bass he thinks were starting to stunt out but it's tucked away. There's so many lakes that are tucked away up here. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> oh, you know what? I remember when, when I was driving uh, between both Big and Little, uh, there was a couple other lakes that were like nestled in between that. I got turned around thinking I was going to the right lake, and I wound up at, uh, at a couple different lakes going uh, along uh, uh, Vider Road going east. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it, it, it's one of the things, like I said, if, if you're not paying attention, yeah, there's so many lakes that it's, uh, you know, th that bigger Arborvita has a little creek that dumps into little Arborvita. And that goes on into, I think there's three other lakes that all follow along to another, you know, road. And those lakes, again, like you said, they're, they'll fill up with fish. Well, these little tiny creeks, they're four foot wide. But you go in there in the spring of the year and you're going to see, you know, three to five pound walleye stacked up in these little creeks wanting to get upstream. And you're like, uh, yep. looking around, going, am I being punked? You know? <laughs> cool. So 
we talk about the water and you know everything that comes out there but you know one thing that i noticed when we stayed um we were staying at the campground that was across from the lake but this is also a this time of year one of the biggest uh snowmobile routes that runs through uh wisconsin and michigan you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah the you know the uh i it, it the, my best way to explain it is it's like a freight train <laughs> and of uh, snowmobiles and people coming up from down the Milwaukee, you know, Madison, uh, Chicago area. I mean, it, it, we really do get pounded. And uh, the, I got to say the amount of money that's dumped in for, you know, the ec- economic part of them coming up and doing that is the trails are heavily groomed. I mean, our, the guys that are running those machines, they're running them on, you know, they're constant. So because of the econ- economic boom of them coming up, it gives us the, funding to actually keep the trails nice for everyone and you talking about you know fishing and if you combine the two you know you got these trails that literally go through some of the most pristine forests in wisconsin i mean they are you know so well taken care of so beautiful and you get that snow covered trees and you got trails that wind through they go from cedar swamps up to hardwood ridges down into across lakes and river systems and a lot of bars uh (laughs) which most of the bars up here luckily they're on the water so you got best of both worlds <laughs> right? uh, but it's truly i mean i i've got friends that are I, I do it a little bit to get out to a lake to fish i got friends that that's all they live to do is just to travel and and hop on those snowmobiles and just go everywhere on them in the winter time and that's one thing we got you want serenity and then a hot pizza or a tom and jerry careful though be good on the trails yo <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's definitely up here. You're not going to, you know, the, the lakes crossbred with the, so much landscape that's untouched. I mean, it's, yeah, God's country. Yep. Oh, most definitely. So, um, do you, do you know how long, the, so I know it's a trail stop. Do you know how long the actual trail that runs through, uh, Nakwa and going up into Michigan approximately? um how long it is or you know if, if someone because I, I know that actually talking to some a few of our listeners they are avid uh snowmobilers in the wintertime and have asked this question about coming up there uh to ride this trail so do you have any knowledge about how long that trail is or you know what's a good route if they were to say let's make our base point in the Nakwa and go you know north southeast or west what was what would be a good route for them to do well, I know that there's a an old railroad system that runs just south of Monaco. I believe it's all the way from down by Rhinelander area. So if a person really wanted to, if you wanted a kind of a middle ground, you could, well, even a, a trailhead kind of area, you could probably start up around the, the it's called Hazelhurst or Rhinelander area. And you can catch a lot of trails from that area that wrap all the way up and around and come up to this area. If I was going to give you pin, like pin drops on that railroad system, and it's really, I think it's uh Oh, shoot. Just one second. I'm going to look it up real quick and I can verify because I don't want to sound like a total ass when I send them somewhere. But um, the the great thing is that trailhead wraps up to Manaqua. And then from Manaqua, I highly recommend if you can bounce between Boulder Junction, Saner, Wisconsin, St. Germain, Wisconsin, and Manitouche Waters, all those areas. I know it's a lot of them, but those towns are like the, the, the great pit stops of beauty all the way along they got the little shops 
They got the little bars that get the quaint little out of reach places that you just want to stop at, you know. Um, I'm a lot of guys really in the fire department here. They, uh, they, you know, they do that run, and it, it's like it's like a um, it's like a rite of passage. If you've never been to Saint Germain in the winter time, it, you know you you have to go. And then yeah. it's like, oh, you're part of the group that's been to Saint Germain. <laughs> yep. So uh, good. So you can tell I'm saying something that might have some merit. <laughs> um, so that that trail that I was thinking of, it's actually the main running trail and stuff. It's the old uh, railroad grade, but it's called Bearskin Trailhead. And I know that that runs from, like I said, it's way down south and it goes all the way up north, all up in Manitouche waters. And that whole stretch, I think, is what I want to say like 35 to 40 miles. And that's, you know, okay. and that's without veering off. That's like taking it straight. So, uh, you know, but my big thing, one great spot that a lot of my friends that are big into snowmobiling, they love to stop at the Saner Pub in Saner, Wisconsin. Saner Pub, Saner, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's it's a it's a quaint little bar. They got good food. Uh, you know, they're generally good people there, and it's just this little off the beaten path. It's kind of in between Saint Germain and Manitowoc waters, and there's Boulder Junction in there too, and that's a great one to stop at. Boulder Junction is this. It looks like you stepped in the old west with a touch of modern. I don't know how to, you know, it's got the log yeah. cabin feel, but you know, it's I don't know. Beautiful. Boulder Junction, St. Germain, and Saner. Hands down. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, I don't know uh, if some of our listeners may have seen it or not. I know one of our hosts has, but you were recently featured in a travel um, promotional video for uh, for Monaco in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Want to tell us a little bit about that and how that went? The which one was that now? Because there's actually the <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> so one I saw it had uh, it had drone footage of you in your kayak, and then you were talking about uh, you were talking about the area. This is going back maybe about four months ago. Actually, you got close. That's my that's Greg Vickers. Oh, is it Vickers? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I thought I was famous for a second. And I didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that, yeah, that, I, and I, that's something I was going to bring up too. Uh, anyhow, so you, actually, that's a good segue. Is when I before when I talked about uh, the Masters of Backwater and cleaning up waterways, Vickers Eye Care is a good friend of mine, and I absolutely adore him because he's done one thing, and that's when I find all this trash, and I'm like, where do I put these bags of trash I found? He knows what I'm doing. He's like, go ahead and use my garbage. Fill it up. If you're cleaning cool. up waterways, go ahead and fill that green dumpster, man. So a little, you know, plug for that whole setup is that he is a great guy. He runs, he runs Vickers Eye Care Center both in Manaqua and in Eagle River, and that video setup they did, of course, was some amazing bodies of water, uh, very close to Big Big Arb and Little Arbor Vita, uh, that he was actually on the lake right next to those. Uh, it's called Bittersweet Chain of Lakes. And there, there's only one way to get to them. It's a gravel road, and it's like this. <laughs> so, cool. That that might have been the road I got turned around on. <laughs> it was uh, trying to find the lunch. Yeah, it's uh, it's there's a couple different uh, areas there that are a little off the beaten path, if you will. <laughs> nice. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, your hobbies. Uh, or I shouldn't say hobby, it's your career. 
uh, with graphic design and quick graphics. Yeah. Well, I will just shoot it out there and say that I do logos and it's, I'm going to name drop because it makes me feel important okay. to say their names and make them feel <laughs> important that I said their names. Um, I know it's street. Uh, so uh, like Jay Wallen and Susie Roloff and now uh, Rodney Savage, or as he puts it, uh, yep. Yak Savage, the machine, critical. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah and then barry davis i created his logo for him and he's done a great plug for me a couple of times and i love the guy for that so uh, you know uh great lakes kayak fishing series i've done their their logo yep. anytime i i guess i try to gauge my stuff you know versus if you're going to try to become a big brand I've been doing it for 20 years. I know that there's a marketing ploy to everything or a marketing standpoint to everything. So if I'm creating something that's like, like Rodney's was fun, he just wanted it to be kind of, you know, uh, of course, contrasting. So it pops off, but he wanted it to be a little more his style. So we, we nestled, that got it the way it needed to be for him. Uh, the Great Lakes kayak fishing series. I wanted to create that kind of like an emblem that way, you know, it's easy to turn to a really cool sticker, super easy, or it can be like right here, you know, where my logo is um <laughs> you know you, you try to design where you how you know it's going to be used you know there's a there's a fine line to it but it's actually something i i just love doing and i look at logos like one thing is that if you do a logo with me you get a logo for life like uh, if you come to me a year down the road and say marty i really want to change my my red font down below to blue can you do that I don't charge you any money. I just do it and say, here you go. Cause I hope that that's going to be that little warm and fuzzy that says, I'm just going to do all my business cards, my banners, my stickers with this guy. He's always been there for me. You know? Right. Oh, just lost. Yeah. Where'd you go? One second. <laughs> Hold on. It's okay. I'm, I'm holding. I'm back. Okay. Well, I'm back. Okay, there you are back. Hey, nice to see you again. You look great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I can kind of get on a non-goofy path when I'm talking about logo design, but it's my business side of me. So, um, yeah, uh, but from anywhere from the stickers to business cards to banners and posters, uh, even making some of those fake checks that we use for events and stuff like that, get a hold of me. Um, just I, I'll ask that you quote me out. If I don't beat your price or try to make you happy, give you that warm and fuzzy in some way, go ahead and go to the next guy. It's okay. You know, I'm not uh, like that. <laughs> as it's going to be here now, um, Marty had done the new logo for the 2021 uh, style for uh, Four Star Fishing and Off the Water Podcast. So, right. thank you very much. I am very, very happy with the way that turned out. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad that you're happy. You know, it's, and that's one of the things too. It's easy. The way you had it is we can easily do a cutout, turn that into a sticker, start popping all your stuff and making, and that's when it gives you the warm and fuzzy. <laughs> when you see your sticker stuck on your vehicle or when you see it stuck certain place, you're like, <laughs> you know. So um, if people wanted to reach out to you and get in touch with you to do business for your uh, graphic design, where can they reach you? Honestly, easiest is my website, and it's uh, it's actually k w i c k graphics spelled normally dot com, or same thing k w i c k 
draw, D-R-A-W, at gmail.com. And one more time, 715-614-2158. Leave me a message, whatever, Facebook me. There's a million ways. If you Google my last name in graphics, K-W-I-C-K, you're going to find me. Sweet. And again, you guys won't be disappointed. It, he does put his best foot forward to give, give you to give you what you want. And yeah. he, the turnaround time is very fast. I, I think we're done within a day and a half at that. Yeah, I, I that's one of my critical things. I true I do try to make sure I stay true. You know, I, I want it's called quick graphics. It's my last name. My name's on it, and I have to be kind of fast. Um, I I will put this out there. There there's a lot of places you can get logos done. But I think there's very few places that you'll have exactly what you said. I'll be there. I'll talk. You know, I'll try to consult you. I'll try to get you through it. And if you ever need me a year down the road, just ask. You know, and that's something that it doesn't come very often. So definitely. Well, thank you again for that. And I, I'm sure this is going the when this gets released, the graphics going to be released with it too. So that's awesome. So it's a special point with it with this episode. Good. I'm glad you got a warm and fuzzy for my brother. <laughs> well, hey, let's talk. You know, this is a travel podcast. Let's talk about uh, Minocqua and that general area of, uh, off the water. So, first things first, everyone always asks, Bob, coming up to you, where, what is there to eat and where is there to go to have some of the best food offerings uh, up in that area? <laughs> well, Honestly, there's three, just three. Yep. Um, well, there's one place it's it's a little more ritzy. I gotta I gotta give them the ups though. Um, they it's called uh, North Fork. They just opened up. They're friends of mine, and I mean they make homemade drinks like you've never made before. They're a little pricey, but these things are off the hilt. They're they're, they're they make them themselves. They brew. They do all the stuff themselves. They're simply amazing. So North Fork is a, a definite go-to for some really high-end, nice eating. Uh, if you want just some general pub and grub in Minocqua area, there's a place called Heart Two, and it's just a little—it's a little joint, but uh, it's a great little log cabin feel on the inside. And their pizzas are like mozzarella this deep, you know. And what's that? Is that the place that says Chicago style pizza? It's, I don't think they have Chicago style pizza. I just think I don't know. I just think there's a cook in the back, and he's got a thing with throwing crap on the pizza, and he throws it heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, uh, so that's a good little place to just stop right there and eat. But honestly, there's so many up here. You know, if you want to eat right in the water, uh, it's it's okay food. It's nothing that great, but it's a cool environment, and that is the Thirsty Whale. That's another one. It's right in Monaco. Yeah. It's okay. right in Monaco. So, yeah, I could list yeah. off a whole pile more. Uh, um, I will say, when I, was, when I was there, and, okay, so Hearts 2, right? Yep. So Hearts 1 and Hearts 2. Okay, the other one that I was at, there's I'm, I'm pulling it back up on the map because I have it saved here. There was the, it was a barbecue place. It was oh, called... yes, 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 100%. Uh, T no, no, uh, not, not TJ's. Uh, just one second. I'll have it in a two shakes of a lamb's tail. 
Bad Bones Barbecue. Yes, yes, Bad Bones Barbecue, hundred percent. Thank you. That's what I said. There's so That's many that I can like air. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like there's no parking, there's no room, but man, do they get you taken care of? <laughs> yeah, I had a park on the side of the road on 51 when uh, when I was up there, and then walk, you know, walk from the side of the road. It's probably you know about like you know it's about maybe 500 feet down the road to walk to the restaurant because the parking lot was full. Yeah. But it what's nice is when I did eat there. That lake is little musty lake on the map, but yep. it has the it has the patio that sits right outside of it and looks right over the lake. Yep, yep. That's you know, right down from that too. There's another bar. Uh, it's on is it Brandy Lake? Yeah, there's a place on Brandy Lake, and it's PJ's Burger Barn, and it's one okay, of those places. Yeah, I just mentioned that. Yep. So that's another one too, and they make really good burgers. They got some oddities. But they, you go in there and you'll be walking on peanut shells because they got the old big barrel of peanuts and you throw them out and you crack and you throw them down. And, you know, and they're right on the water, too. And I've stopped off of their little dock several times and had muskies swirl the bait right off their dock. Keep that in mind. Oh, get out of here. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a good little bass that, population. So. There was, um, and I remember, too, I went there for lunch and it was a, I, I want to say it was a Chicago police officer who retired, who owns this. Uh, it's a pub. It's called Prusus Pub. It's right on 50. Prusus, P-R-E-U-S-S. Okay. I don't think I've actually been to that one. <gasps> it's, uh, it's, at, it's at the intersection of 70 and 51 where like Quick Trip is at right there. Oh, it's yeah, on, yeah. Uh, no, I've been there. Yeah, that's a great little bar. Yep, that's a great little bar. I yep. literally came off. It was actually one of the hotter days. It was probably like in like the 80s, but you know, I spent the morning uh, pre-fishing. Went in there for some lunch. Oh, it was a cool. It was a cool little spot in there. Yeah, it's a. There's, there's literally. That's why I said it's kind of bewildering for me. I'm just trying to name some that are easy to find, but there's so many places that are like steakhouses that are off in these creeks that are like six, seven miles out of town, and they're and they're nestled in some white pines tucked away. You know, there's yep. these off the water, like you say, off the water places that are just, you know, it it takes time to be up here. I want to say the one is Black Bear Inn. They're a, they're a steakhouse. They're a, I believe on uh, west a little ways on seventy. I'll look them really quick. Um, but they have really good food. So we we got some of the good restaurants out the way. One thing I did notice, and we had already mentioned it, but let's talk a little more about this. The bar scene in that area is quite heavy. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> it is Wisconsin, yo. <laughs> right. You're and fishing. What else do you want? <laughs> I, you know, uh, just just a few more bars and a few more bits of fishing. I don't know. It's they got it covered. Um, yeah. So there's um, the bars. I mean, almost every bar that is a restaurant is a restaurant is a bar. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, that Sainter Pub that I told you about. They got great food and they have a good bar scene. Uh, if you ever get a chance and you're up here in the summertime, I highly highly recommend because it will. Monaco is absolutely booming. It just is. And we get people from all over the world that will come there just to hang out or take a job for a summer. But uh, Otto's Beer Garden is a great little staple in the in the town. Okay, and I got to say this because on uh, 
like Saturday and or I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday sometimes, there will be people up on the bar and the tables, and actually not sometimes, quite a bit, dancing on the tables, hooting and hollering, and there will be a trail out the bar on the road of people just wanting to go in and just be a part of that bar for a night. And oh, they've man. got a whole beer garden in the back, too, where there's some oak trees and a great big tall white pine with the old, like, uh, I guess, Switzerland kind of feel. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You know, all in the background, it's all like that. There's old relics. There's tapestries in the wall that are like from the 1800s. It there's some. It, it's a go-to place. It's a staple in the town. So Otto's Beer Garden, O T T O S. Super simple. Awesome. Yeah. I I remember, <laughs> and we stood uh to the we stood at the campground, and the bar next to it was Flo's Pub. Yes. Yes, they're a great place too. Good wings. Oh man. Good wings. <laughs> it was uh it, it was uh it was a very good time there things got things got intense at some point <laughs> during our stay uh the lack of entertainment was not there it was very entertaining uh, yeah. what was going on that well, night and the, the owners are too 1980s blonde thing going on where she's yep. walking through the room and you see her coming you know it's a great big blonde <laughs> straight up and she's a yep. wonderful, like, full of life person, so it's great. Oh yeah, very. It was a, it was a good time, very welcoming, especially when, uh, when we had the, uh, the awards ceremony afterwards. Awesome for us to re- pretty much take up their entire restaurant and do our awards there. Yeah, yeah, no, th- th- that's one thing I will say is that this area, you know, as long as you, if you communicate what you want to do, most people are like, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. You know, and that's that's so welcoming to like, yeah, okay. I brought a tour just randomly. I've, I've been there one time or two times before that to have chicken wings. Thought this is a great place. It's right on the lakes. We're gonna fish. I'll ask her. She's like, yeah, let's let's go for it. We might have a wedding that day outside. Is that okay? I'm like, as long as you don't care. I'm like, we don't care. We should get Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they're like, they didn't get. They're like, we'll take business. You know, whatever. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, there's no shortage. I mean, uh, you know, almost any lake has got a bar somewhere within a uh, a shoreline or a mile radius of it. Uh, a river, yeah. same thing. And a lot of them are generally pretty awesome people. So, Cool. Well, in the same tradition of drinking, uh, you know what? I really didn't see it because I wasn't too focused on it. But up there, do you guys have some uh, microbreweries that people can check out? Yes, there is the Monaco Brewery. That's one of them. Okay. Uh, there's a there might be a hands change going over there where that's the last owner is giving it to someone else. Can't verify quality this coming year, <laughs> but it was <laughs> awesome. Okay, I just want to put that out there and keep it legit. Okay, I don't want to say something and people like Marty said this is great and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so it is changing hands right now, but uh, the the previous beer maker was. Amazing. Truly loved a lot of their beer. They had something called Road Roadkill Ale. And it was uh the symbol is a dead raccoon. But you know, 
<laughs> but it was actually really awesome. So that's um, I'm trying to think of other ones, but that's the the main one in the year. They just started up a vodka distillery too. That just started. Yeah, that was my uh, that's the next one. Uh, at, you know, distilleries in the area. Do you guys got any? So you got a craft vodka distillery. Do you guys have a whiskey distillery uh, around? You know, there might be. I really got to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I I'd like to dig into that myself, but I I don't know of any offhand to brag about. All right. But you know what? There's one thing that uh, I know Wisconsin is a hidden gem for, and that's vineyards and wineries. I would like to say that I know that too, but obviously I don't date enough women that drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, beer, beer is the number one thing on the menu. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, I know that there's a few up here I've seen them, but I, I to, to give a honest opinion about them, I'd probably be your worst advocate. <laughs> oh, it's all good. People, you know, the, the taste is, uh, you know, it's in the person who's drinking it. But it's just like when we come from Illinois, up into Wisconsin, we—I'll be honest with you—I don't even think about whatever uh, craft beers or whatever because New Glarus. That's like the tunnel vision I have. I have to get Spotted Cow or Moon Man. I know. Because... I, I've had people say, "Hey, if you're coming south, could you bring some Spotted Cow?" <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we don't get it here. I'm like, well, I'm sorry for you. How much is it worth to you? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know they could put uh, they could put. Miller Lite everywhere, and you put a you put a Moon Man or a Spider Town Exit, and it beats the twofold. There's nothing there's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah, I'm with you. I get it. I think it's you know, and it might be one of those things where it's because you can't have it, you want it more. You know. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. So coming up, let's say you know we have a lot of listeners who travel with their families is there some fun things to do with the kids around um, oh a hundred yeah i I can't even throw a stick you're gonna hit something to do (laughs) um you know from they got zip lines there's rental kayaks there's riverways that you know do where you can do a little bit of rapids you can do it easy there's i mean there's so many campgrounds and the campgrounds are well taken care of and there's so many hiking and biking trails there's 60 miles of well now it's more than that i guess uh, they're expanding it continuously. There's over 60 miles of paved bike trails. And there's several shops where you can rent, like, all the bikes from. If you don't want to haul it up from down south, you can rent out the mom, the dad, the son, daughter, and the and a little basket if you need to from a lot of these places. Coontail Sports rents out a lot of it. Um, there's the okay. Zipline place, too, that does that. I mean, whew, there's a lot. Kayak rentals, bike rentals. <laughs> electric bikes. Oh, nice. Uh, is there any museums up that way that uh, that people would stop and look at? Um, I'm not sure about a museum, but I know that there's the wildlife. Uh, the the big zoo up here is the Woodland Wildlife. I think it's Wildwood. It's Wildwood. Sorry about that. Um, I drive okay. by it all the time to go to Lakeside Fish. You think I just have it there? But uh, the Wildwood, awesome zoo. And uh, you wouldn't think they got as much as they got there. For a North Woods, like in the tundra kind of thing, it's yeah. The, anyone that goes there is usually coming. Out, wow, I did not think that they would have all that. Uh, every time, I mean, wow. it's like you know. Um, so they're, they're and they do lots of cool things. They've even got programs where if a kid wanted to take a uh, a couple of days there to learn, they could actually stay in a, a little 
uh, camp and be tutored for future like uh, college requisites and stuff like that. So there's, yeah. Pretty sweet. Now, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, you know what, you're like the maybe fourth or fifth uh, person who's recommended a zoo. So I had to hide all these podcasts from Olivia because all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, let's go to the zoo. And then there goes the data station to go to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Mom, Dad, what about the zoo? Uh, <laughs> what about going water skiing so Dad can fish? Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, yeah, there's so much up here. You know, yeah, a lot of it's rentals, but I consider that I used to think, oh, rentals, whatever. But if you really think about it, the hassle of not having to bring something is sometimes just worth it. Not not having to pack up all the extra stuff, and you know, you can get a kayak, you can get a bike, you can get you know scooters, you get all of it right here. Yep. So that's right, that, that's and that's and you know that's hitting the one of the key purposes of the show is to provide that kind of information to our listeners. So maybe you know instead of driving, you know, because if you're going to a tournament, nine times out of ten you are driving to your spots. But if you're going on vacation with your family or you're just trying to go and get away, and you you're on a flight or you're not trying to load up everything. This is the information that, you know, that I love to put out there for my listeners. That way they know, oh, hey, next time I go to Monaco, I don't have to pack all this. This is available to me right now. Right. And and that's all about getting the word out there. And this is why gentlemen like yourself and all our guests who've been on provide such a wealth of information that, you know, hey, oh, I don't have to. Wow. Okay. I'm saving light on trailers, saving light on gas. So on yeah, and so yeah. forth, and it, it's a huge help to this, you know. Yeah, it's a huge resource to a lot of our listeners. So I appreciate all your knowledge that uh, you've, I, uh, that you're sharing I, with everybody. I love this area, so I, I'm always, you know, if, honestly, and if, if people use my information to connect with me via Facebook or whatever, and get out there and just friend me and say, "Hey, I heard about this. Can you, you know, I'll just holler. Go ahead. It's okay. I'll try to answer. I'll do my best." <laughs> so. One last, so one last thing when it comes to when it comes to the travel part, um, there's I know there's no national parks, but you guys got a lot of state parks up. Yeah, uh, that's one of those things. Like I said before, throw a stick and you'll hit one. <laughs> Same thing. Okay. Throw a fishing pole and you'll hit one. How's that sound? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have it's, one of your favorite? Uh, you know, probably the largest one with some of the best hiking and biking all around of it, all around it is uh, the Clear Lake one. Uh, Clear Lake, it's just south of Manaqua. It's really beautiful. They've got some really like rustic, uh, even mountain biking trails where you can go out and mountain bike on some really good trains, rocky terrain. Uh, it goes through cedar swamps, goes through hardwoods. Some of it's paved, some of it's totally rugged. And you can both, you know, hike and jog that stuff. And uh, there, it's again, crystal clear water, beautiful beach. Uh, there's a north end that's got like a more private secluded beach. There's just a lot to it that's, you know, right there. And then you're five minutes to Monaco. You got your supplies. You go back to your campground. But it feels like you're not anywhere near a city, you know. Uh, another one, there's a lot of private ones up here, too. But there's also one up on, sorry, I got to look here real quick. Uh, where is it? Come on. It's around these little lakes right here. The... I guess it'd be the Musky Lake Campground. Yeah, 
Yeah, Muskie okay. Lake Campground. That's a little bit off the beaten path. It's up there right by Saner and Boulder Junction, kind of in between. Again, beautiful body of water, you know, crystal clean sands, just a beautiful. There's lots of little tiny lakes all around for hiking and biking and walking to. And they're just all over and serene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have one, you could say a trivial question because I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, and I have to go back on my own thinking too, but <laughs> do you remember the uh, the movie, uh, give me one second, and I just I, and I want to say it was filmed in Monaco. It was, it was. Um, Johnny Depp was in it. <laughs> oh, no, okay. No, I wasn't going that route. I was going with uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. Um, oh, uh, shoot. Um, oh, man. Uh, the Great Outdoors. Yes. Uh, God. Okay. I know of it. I don't know much about it. But I know that that was, yeah, the part of that was shot up here. Um, I really wish I could give you a whole lot of information, but I'm not, uh, not in depth. All I know is when I was driving up, I had watched that movie before going up there. And, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, you know, my mind's playing tricks. But I had, once I got to Monaco, I started picking out places that were uh, that were in that movie that are still there in the Monaco area, especially gotcha. coming in. You know what? I remember now, though, here, here was the glitch to this, and it makes it sad. You're going to not like my answer. I remember. Okay. It was actually... It was set in Wisconsin, but it was filmed okay. entirely in California. Ah, <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, I know. What a great way to know. Yeah, I remember that now because that was a big thing. We we're like, oh yeah, they were here, and and I. But uh, there's another one I can't remember. It was an old gangster film. If you've ever uh, here, let me get over the computer that? real quick. Yeah, there was an old, and that whole movie was, and there was people that I know that were said that they're offered to be cast in the film. Um, uh, it was shoot. called. I I know the name of it. Hold on, he was um, he was running from Hoover. Um, yep. No, oh, what was the name I, of that I'm movie? Public enemies. Right it was Public the enemies. movie was Public Enemies. And yep. yeah, that whole thing. I mean, there's actually an eatery now. It's up by Manitowish Waters. And it's, I think it's called the hideaway or something. I'll have to look it up. But there's an actual, where the old building was, their old hideout is now where there's a restaurant. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that's kind of a cool little spot to to go and check out. I'm going to look it up here real quick for you. Uh, I should know it. I've driven by it a thousand times. Um, <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. Now, as soon as yeah. I remember the type, we're going to figure this out too. <laughs> uh yeah so that was filmed up here and there was um uh gosh like i said there's friends that i had that were going to be a part of it little bohemia lodge little, little bohemia, bohemia was uh, the hideaway that he had and now they turned it into a lodge slash eatery so yeah okay. and that's kind of you know you always think you're like you just like to go there and start kicking the floorboards to see if you can find any <laughs> of the old money he stashed you know Oh, why, sir, why are you kicking our restaurant? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to find a loose floorboard and a box full of cash. 
Right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was uh that was actually all stage. I guess they even did part of the filming in the woods next to that place to give it some reality, you know, to it and everything else. So that's that's kind of a cool setup. Yeah. You got anything else for uh for people traveling up that way that you would uh want them to know or recommend that we didn't talk about? Well, there's probably a thousand things, but I couldn't cover them all. I would just say, you know, honestly, if if you took Manaqua and drew a half hour radius around Manaqua and you wanted to stop at a hundred different places to rent something, to eat something, to fish something, to shoot something, it's going to be there. There's horseback riding as well all over. You can rent out horses. There's golf carts. There's rental. I mean, it's it's here. There's literally more than, you know, you can't do it all in a day. <laughs> um, so, you know, that ha- that half hour radius of Manaqua, that's really just a, a critical war zone for fun. <laughs> Man, you can't beat it. That's awesome. No. Cool. So we're coming up to the point where we're going to play our little game. All right. Are you ready? I think so. All right. It is now time for True Confessions. So, as a guest, you are always the first one to go. Oh, I am. Well, how how fantastic. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, I guess I got one. All right. So, I was out fishing on one of my favorite fisheries. And for the first time in a long time, my buddy's with me. And I'm like, hey, you can use my kayak. I let him use my nice Hobie. And I jumped into my old little Pelican Catch 100, got up you know, hand paddle it and everything else. So we're going out fishing and we're doing our thing. And he catches a fish. I catch a fish. We're going back for catching pike. Well, I catch this pike and I got him. I'm holding him up in the air and I'm like, Hey, Charlie, what do you think? And he's like, nice pike. I said, yeah, I think so too. Now I need my pliers get over here because the hooks are all barreled up in this fish's mouth snout. And I don't have any of my tools. He's got them all in my kayak. So he comes on over and he starts to get up close to me and he barrels away. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, you got it. I'm like, what do you mean I got it? He goes, you'll be fine. There's the fish right over here. I just saw him. I'm like, you bastard. So I'm sitting with a pike in my hand, hooks all over and it thrashes and it lands in my lap. I get barbs in the top of my thigh and the side of my thigh. And it's just thrashing with the thing. And I'm like, ah, ah, I'm screaming. <laughs> He's like, whatever. I'm like, it's stuck in my crotch. <laughs> so he's like, what? And he sees, he actually hears probably the girl sounds coming out of my man throat. <laughs> and he's like, hey, maybe he's serious. So he bolts back over and he turns around again. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, we're so close to shore. Just come up to shore. It'll be easier. I'm like, you son of a. So he gets up and he stands on a rock. And he's holding the camera out at me, and he goes, hey, what do you want? I'm like, you son of a, I want my pliers. And he's like, I can't hear you. Can you speak up? <laughs> Filming me the whole time. I got a pike in my crotch, hooked in the top of my thigh, bottom of my thigh. And I squirrel up to him, and he's like, oh, here, here's those pliers. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
Altacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So... I guess the question is this is are my friends that big of a ass <laughs> or I'm go- are, are they not? I'm going with that is every bit of a true story. That is a hundred percent a true story. Oh, my friends man. are ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's you know what i got that photos really to prove it and the blood coming out of my leg to prove it <laughs> that, that really reminds this isn't the story but this really reminds me of the time me and my cousin we're, you know we're like we're brothers we're only nine months apart so you know um, we grew up pretty much grew up in the same household for a little while so um when we were we got our first boat we had the uh green coleman we were about 10 years old so Figure we're 14 at this time. We're about 14 years old. There was a new bait shop in, and we're in Southwest Michigan. We're just outside of Kalamazoo. And there was a new bait shop that opened in town. And they had a little, um, they had a little, you know, uh, trivia contest and you wanted a gift card. I answered the question right. I had a $10 gift card. I had bought a, uh, Rapala X Rap, uh, jerk bait. Cool. Okay. So we're out on the lake. It's me and him in the boat. I go, I'm on my back cast, I go, what the hell? That fuck, that hook caught him right in the back of the head because when I went to go forward, it set so deep that I, there was nothing I could do for him in the boat. So here's <laughs> us coming to shore with him with the hook in his head bleeding and my aunt screaming, what's going on? He's like, I need the pliers. Oh my God, when we ripped that thing ah. out, he was like, I can't believe you did that to me. I'm like, yeah. you, you got out of the way of my calf, man. <laughs> yeah, there was and a fish. Day, you messed it up. To this, <laughs> to, to this day, there's a there's a scar where that uh, where that trouble hook uh, got him at. Well, just just <laughs> tell him you're missing a meal because of that scar in his head. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's my true confession. Uh, this is from the time I was in. So, uh, I I had mentioned we stood at the uh, campground that was next to um next to the bar, close right. Okay, so when we were there, um, to kind of set the to kind of make the setting a little you know where you can see I don't know if you've been to that campground. Yep. That creek you talked about that float the creek that flows in. Yep. My campsite was right next to the creek, and there's a there's a, a footbridge that goes over it to get to the other side of the campground. 
where there's the restrooms and then there's the showers. Now, it was well, about nine, ten o'clock at night, and the shower there, you know, I'm like, all right, let me just take a quick shower. It's about 50 degrees out. The temperature had dropped to about 50 that night. So it was a little chilly. I go, now, mind you, we had been at the, uh, at the bar for a little while. So well, not drunk, but I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> I go in that shower, turn it on to hot, you know, and I, and, you know, getting ready to get in the shower. I walk in. I scream at the top of my lungs. That hot water was not there. Everyone's getting ready for bed. <laughs> Rodney thought that I had got murdered. Just <laughs> at the top of my lungs. Like, what the hell happened? We heard you over there. That water was ice cold. And then when I came out, I was almost like blue in the list. I'm like, they forgot to turn the hot water on. And that whole night, man, I was, I was frozen. I was you can't in, ever come back from it. <laughs> oh my god, I was not feeling. I was not feeling a hundred percent because the next day was uh was the uh, tournament. So I even when I'm watching, like I don't even want to step foot in that water right now because I'm so cold. But uh, that was probably one of the most unpleasant experiences uh at that campground I ever had, man. Uh, I, you know I. I, I wanted to write a great review for them, but saying that there's no hot water, that really, you know, that yeah. that got them that got them three stars instead of five stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they 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 lack a little bit of love there. <laughs> oh, just a little, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, is that did they? What's your uh, thing? Did they uh, jip you the water? Did they take care of you? Oh, or? They the water. oh no, they didn't take. Care. They didn't take care of me. That the uh, campground owner, he uh, he was uh, he was more concerned about uh, about what was going on between uh, his girlfriend and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does get lonely up here in the Northwoods. <laughs> oh yeah, not true. Yeah. Not true. If you're if you're lonely, you ain't busy enough fishing. <laughs> oh. So, well, that was a true story. About yeah, I was, gonna, the, uh, I was just gonna say. Well, I believe it's a true story because I know the campground. And they're an all right place to stay, but the amenities are not there for for the extra Woo. money. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I I almost thought I had I I seriously thought I had hypothermia for for about a day or so. Yeah, but uh, well, cool, that was a great you know this was a great podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. One second. Okay. Yeah. One second. All right. Sorry. No, you're okay. That you're hall is refrigerated. Okay. All right. Apartment key. Hold Thank on. You. Giving you the other. <laughs> I got my girlfriend say, <laughs> "He's waving to you." <laughs> um, we're about to head out, so I, I'll let you wrap up, and we'll we'll say our piece from there. Yeah. All right. So, is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to sponsors, uh, important people in your life who are listening to this? Well, um. Honestly, I don't really have any sponsors, but I got some good friends that have been there through me through thick and thin. And I want to say it's limitoutbaits.com. A good friend of mine, he makes his own baits, pours them. And then uh, Vickers Eye Care has just been a good friend through fishing. And, you know, we, we, we team up on things. We go, you know, we battle together. Um, and, uh, yep, shout out to Greg Vickers. And then, um, uh, 
gosh, I know there's some more I should bring up, but, uh, you know, Derek Aiken, a few other guys, they've just been nothing but good, and they keep on using me for things. And, you know, the camaraderie that we all have in the Great Lakes kayak fishing series, love it. I mean, it's it's top tier. So, I mean, in all honesty, if it wasn't the Great Lakes, I, I, our, our connection network would have never, we probably wouldn't have existed. Right, right. And that's why I say I got to love everything that's, it, it, it doesn't, it, we're competing in that, in that group, but yet we mm-hmm. share things where, you know, yeah, we're a little, a little bit tight lipped for some, but majority of it's like, Hey, this is what I did. Because we know that even if we all get really good, we're all going to be really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what I mean? right. that's cool. You know, then we can go to a group event as a team or something and, and do a little better, just get, getting better at angling. And then once we're really good, you can share that with the kids and other people and get them into it and get them re- being responsible for the fisheries and all that good stuff. So it's, it's, I, it's, it's marketing and recreational, uh, respect, you know, yeah. That. <laughs> well, since you had mentioned that and then, and the cat's out the bag, uh, you know, the panel of fan tournament series there is a uh there is a team uh series event going on at dale hollow uh if great lakes wanted to get something together yeah yeah we'll have to see about that i'll uh i those guys run the majority of it i'll just give my five cents and we'll talk about it and see what we can make happen see what you can make happen captain <laughs> <laughs> so well marty it's been great having you on the show I appreciate uh, come it. Come back again anytime you want. Thanks. I appreciate it. And maybe next time I'll give up some more tight lip secrets for some of my other lakes that are up here. We'll see. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. This is the episode of Off the Water. Shout out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. You're up and head out. Uh, CRC Rock Covers. And many, many more. <laughs> You'll have Stay a listen guys. next time. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. We got some big things coming up for 2021. The show has some big stuff coming up. Uh, keep listening and always thank you for your support. And we'll see you off the water. Take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky.
wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.